Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Recasted, the podcast that will give you a laugh while also re- trying really hard to save your life. Sure. This episode might be difficult to hear as we will be doing this podcast with eight other people in the room all talking at the same time. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Joking. Uh, continuing his rise through the ranks, we have Lieutenant Colonel Hassa to lead our recasting on military-themed movies. I'm saluting. Salute. <laughs> And I am Dr. Chris, medicine man, to help you out. <laughs> no, I wasn't going medicine woman. Uh, we say that war is hell, but that doesn't mean you can't have some laughs. And what better way than... <laughs> okay, let me try that. And what better way than with a movie which spawned the TV show, which lasted longer on air than the actual war it was depicting and featuring a very young Donald Sutherland before his vampire slayer training days. Oh, that was really hard to say. <laughs> So put on a mask if you're still wearing them and scrub up as we recast 1970s MASH. Yeah. Yeah. A very young Donald Sutherland. Very young Donald. And Tom Skerritt and Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould took me a while to actually figure out it was him. Once I told Danielle that it was uh, Ross and Rachel's dad, she's like, oh my god, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's the mustache. Yeah. All right, MASH. MASH. So I love this TV show. Absolutely loved it. I watched it all the time after school when I was a kid. Um, me and Danielle went through like, I don't know how long it lasts, but we went through almost all the seasons. I think um, six. Until Radar left and then she didn't want to watch it anymore because she liked Radar. Um, who oh. was the only actor who was in the movie and yeah. the TV show. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love that show. And this movie is directed like a show. It they're is. Like, oh, there's nine seasons. Oh, crap. Sorry. There's 11 seasons. Yeah. It's a long series. Yes. Um, like, it's so weird. This like this movie is like a bunch of little vignettes. It's, yes. It's almost several episodes yeah. of a show thrown together. Cause, but like 15 minute episodes. Yeah. It's like watching um, Adventure Time. Kind of, yeah. Right? Nowhere near as funny. No. Because, like, I loved the TV show. This was not as funny. It, not only was it not as funny, but when the football game happens and it goes into weird screwball music. Yeah. Screwball comedy music. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Also, they never show you war actually being hell. Like, no. they just show surgery a couple of times, but, like, they don't see them breaking down. Like, that's what the show did really, really well. Like... You had these episodes that were awesome and funny, and then you had these episodes that were just devastating, I almost swore. Just absolutely devastating. Like, um, uh, who's the colonel? Uh, Blake. When Henry Blake leaves the show, he gets to go home, he gets to go back to his family, and he gets in a helicopter and leaves, and then like the next shot, they're all in surgery, and Radar comes in and goes, the helicopter was shot down and he died. Yeah. Like, he never actually gets to go home. Right? To the point where actually, if you ask Danielle, he made it home. <laughs> She's like, no. He, he made it home. <laughs> that didn't happen. Yeah. But like, like and this, this movie didn't make war look shitty. Like, they just hung around and played pranks and occasionally did surgery. Yeah, I was trying to, right? sorry, I was trying to look up, what was the kid's name? Because there's a couple like really loose ends. So oh, they like ha- uh, Shujin? Yeah, is like that the- it? Yeah, like, I, I expected him to come back as, like, wounded. 
and have them have to have to well so have I w- to operate on him but it's like have people be like no you can't operate on him he's one of the enemy right? i was reading as it was in the imdb while i was looking up uh some fun facts which we'll get to in a moment but i was reading that there was like a storyline where yeah so he goes off because he he leaves right mm-hmm. and then hojon yeah hojon yeah so he leaves and then instead of i think the kid they have to operate on like the baby mm-hmm. it turns out to be him but they do it back at the their place oh, okay so but it, was then supposed they, to, it was supposed to follow through follow around but yeah but then there it's hawkeye and trapper that are supposed to be yeah. uh conducting like the surgery on him but then you know that scene where they're playing cards and there's the jeep rolling away with a body on it that was apparently supposed to be the kid oh it was i thought that was weird because they all looked at it yeah yeah and it was just kind of like but i don't know if that's mm. what they ended up going with but yeah he just kind of disappears and then it's this football game and you're like with that weird music and it's like what is this meatballs yeah like it's just so weird but yeah yeah i don't uh i didn't quite understand what was going on so it was pretty hard and then of course there's the whole three conversations going on see but you make fun of that i'm but that's how life is. No, I know. And, and that's I what thought, makes this movie good. Yeah, I thought that was actually quite clever. Because um, they did a good job with it. Yeah, it's just sometimes listening to things. Yeah. We got a buzz going on. Yeah, it seems like we do. But let's keep going. All right. Yeah, because sometimes you're like trying to listen to them, but it's like three other conversations, and then you're trying to pick up what's going on. Yeah. Just good. I don't know what it could be. doesn't really matter. could just be outside. could be. Do you want some fun facts? Yes, it's fun fact <clears throat> it up, Chris. It's fun, fun facts. Okay, I only went with four this time because they're all super long. <laughs> and to start with, I did not know that the theme song had lyrics. So let's talk about them. So the 14-year-old son of director Robert Altman, Mike, Mike Altman, wrote the lyrics to the theme song Suicide is Painless. Because of its inclusion in the subsequent TV series, he continued to get residuals throughout its run in syndication. His father was only paid 75000 for directing, but his son eventually made about $2 million in song royalties, with nice. payments continuing from first syndication through present day. Yeah, because every time it plays, he gets a check, even if it's a small one. He also wrote it in five minutes. See, that's actually something that people do. Like, did you ever watch Frasier? Yeah. So Frasier sings the opening theme song. He also mm-hmm. wrote it, and he did that for the specific reason to of get. getting extra money out of it. Yeah, Alan Thicke did that too. He did a bunch of that. He wrote like three or four different theme songs back in the day. Yeah, yeah, like it's just it was a way of them being like, you know, I'm kind of talented at this. I can do that. <laughs> well, and the whole thing is the lyrics are supposed to be like these nonsense, just fluffy lyrics. So that's why. But it's so weird. I did not know it was. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number two. Uh, the first take of the shot where hot lips is revealed in the shower didn't work because sally kellerman anticipated the reveal and was already lying on the floor when the tent flaps went up (laughs) so to distract her robert altman and gary Burgoff, i think i said his name right entered the shower tent and dropped their trousers while the shot was rolling outside while kellerman was staring at them the tent flap was raised resulting in her genuine surprise and shock when she realized what had happened Cool. 
So not only sexual assault on screen, <laughs> sexual assault on the movie set. <laughs> Apparently. In the special edition double disc DVD, they say that Radar, portrayed by Gary Berghoff, mm-hmm. had been standing naked beside the camera, and that's the reason why Sally Kellerman looked so surprised when the flap was raised. Weird. The set Very was weird. weird. Yeah. <clears throat> it was the 70s. Number three. Uh, the story goes that Robert Altman 60s. was editing the movie with editor uh, Danford B. Green when they had nude pinups of the w- on the walls of the editing rooms. The head of post-production came by and tried to stop Robert Altman from using the editing machines as he wasn't a desi- designated editor and Altman threw him out of the editing room. The next day, a memo came down from 20th Century Fox office stating a new policy that there were to be no pinups on the walls of the editing rooms. Altman took the memo to the sound recording studio and added it, added it as one of the loudspeaker announcements during the film. <laughs> <sighs> These are really long. Those, those, uh, those uh, loudspeaker announcements were gut weird. Like, like, throughout, like they started out kind of normal. Yep. And then they got weird with like the movie and everything like that. Yeah. And then obviously the one at the end explains the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. weird. All right. Last one. And I do apologize. These are long. <clears throat> During filming, Donald Sutherland and Elliot Gould became so frustrated with the directorial style of Robert Altman, who often had his actors talk over each other at the same time to simulate real-life conversation, uh, that they went to the head of the production to demand that he be fired. Ooh. They were concerned that the movie would end up a mess and a movie disaster at the box office might ruin their careers. They were told by the studio heads not to worry that the movie would only be seen at a few drive-ins across the country and that hardly anyone would ever see it. Gould later confessed the complaint to Altman, which kept them in good humors with each other and allowed Gould to be cast in other Altman films, Hmm. which is also why Sutherland was not cast in any other Altman films. Interesting. Because like Robert Altman's one of those, oh yeah, he did Popeye back in the 80s as well. (gasps) With uh, Robin Williams? Robin Williams. And Shelley Duvall. We should should rewatch that one. (laughs) Robin Williams, who doesn't look like Popeye at all. And Shelley Duvall, who is the spitting image of olive oil. <laughs> and yeah. we, could, we could do that at one point. But no, Robert Altman is one of those names that you, you kind of always hear as those, one of those great like comedic type directors. But like he doesn't really have that much on here that I recognize other than Popeye. Mash. Popeye. Yeah. The gingerbread man. Weird. Dr. T and the woman. Oh, Gosford Park was pretty good. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Hmm. Yeah. So. <sighs> how are you going to change this film? That was it for your fun facts, right? That was it for okay. fun facts, yes. Um, this, for me, becomes kind of more like the TV show. More of a comedy yeah. with, like, the subtle undertones of the war message. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't really change it too much, really, because everyone knows MASH. So it's more of like that updating of it. Yeah, I don't know. This one's hard. It's because it's... So the reason I... The only thing I would think of was like, everyone does know the show. They know it very, Mm -hmm. very well. And I think that's what you'd have to do. Not that I'm remaking the show, but I I would try and make this like a six to eight part event miniseries for like the 50th anniversary or which is actually coming up fairly soon 1970 right 
Which so I mean, when this it, was released, it already passed its 50. Yeah, it would have been last year, right? But like something around that, like something yeah. for something, or you know, if God forbid one of these men die or something like that. But anyway, but I don't want to, no. <laughs> you know, but like, I think that would be the way of doing it. I think you would want to do it into a TV show because, like, as you said, like, as I said, like this whole thing is in weird vignettes and doesn't really make sense and. And but I would also kind of stick to what the TV show did more than the movie. Like make the comedy funny and sarcastic and witty, and but actually put some tragedy in there because it's they're surgeons yeah. in the middle of a war zone. Like this isn't all fun and games playing golf on the right. On the Sorry, hel- helipad. All I can think of now is the Futurama episode with uh, the Al- Altman, the um, Aldabot Alda. or Alda whatever Bot. it was. Yeah, Where he has the switch. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I agree. I I would keep this as a movie, but I think it would have to have a little bit more of defined story. Yeah. And maybe not have so much time jump cuz he pretty much it's Hawkeye gets there, Hawkeye leaves. Yeah, but he doesn't leave at the end. Like it just seems like Duke leaves at the end. Though he does say we're going home. Well, he drives. Yeah, he drives him yeah. off. And he's like, did Hawkeye steal that Jeep? No, it's the same one he came in on. Yeah. No. I did like that part. Yeah. Because, like, Duke isn't in the show. Right? Hawkeye, yeah. Trapper. Hot Lips. Um, Hot Lips. Uh, Frank Burns is. Henry Blake is. Radar is. Um, the priest, uh, Mulcahy. Yeah, yeah Mulcahy Father. is. Father John Mulcahy is in the show. But, like, everybody else isn't. Right, so which we didn't cast the father. No, he. I. I. When I first, you know, was putting the, you know, like, hey, we'll we'll do the mm-hmm. we'll do the movie. We'll put together. I'm like, okay, we'll get. I knew he was in the movie. I'm like, we'll do him as well. And then I'm like, he is really not in this movie. Like, he is barely in this movie. I like, I like the scene where he's, I guess, giving whatever the final absolution. What is he? Final rights. Final rights to the dead guy. And then the one doctor's like, nah, I need you over here to hold this. He's like, that guy's dead. This guy's still alive. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I want want a bit more comedy. See, I I want not just more comedy. I kind of want... I want this... I want it to be a lot less sexist. I want it to be a lot more sassy. Um, I think even with the with like the nurses and stuff like you can be you could totally write this as a sarcastic sassy like one of those like i'm trying to think of an example but like a really fast talking i don't are you thinking kind of like scrubs no smarter no but i mean more like gilmore girls okay wow yeah what scrubs to gilmore girls i don't know we're on different pages kind of in the same thing i know i know what you're talking about i'd hire because like they're they're highly intelligent right Mm -hmm. think of like west wing if it was a comedy so they're all just walking around the camp and what is that name of that show what show (sighs) what happens in it tell me no it um it's from this it's from aaron sorkin as well it was about like like the SNL type show, but like behind the scenes. Thirty Rock? No, no, no. Thirty Rock is a good example, though. Perfect. <laughs> it's not that one, but that works. <laughs> um, they they the two of the shows came out at the exact same time. One was Thirty Rock and did really really well. The other one wasn't and didn't do very well. Um, but yeah, kind of Thirty Rock at the same type of thing, like mm-hmm. that nice witty banter back and forth. Yeah. Um, where no one physically laughs, mm-hmm. but it's always very funny, right? 
But every now and then, one person just breaks down and has a hit, a, like a laugh, and that was what the show did really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like they had really great witty banter, and then all of a sudden, Alan Alda would just break out laughing. <laughs> yeah, right. And he had that infectious laugh that was really, really good for the show. So, yeah, yeah. So let's see what else I had. Let's see. Focus on the relationships between the characters because I think that's super important, especially if you're doing it over a long period of time, like six episodes. Um, as I said, take out a lot of the sexist stuff. I'd keep Frank Burns into it more because he's kind of the only antagonist the show has. Um, like they kind of just make him go nuts, and then like but the thing is, I don't never understood that. Like I don't understand that. Like he just attacked a guy. Like why would you send him to the same asylum? Well, because they they show him slow. Like they show him just kind of losing it, right? Yeah, but like not really. Well, no, but then they have that scene where he's, like, yelling at the kid because, he's like, yeah. you killed him. And it's like, no, he made them. Like, I think you yeah. need to expand on that and be like, no. Because Trapper looks at the thing, right? And then he's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Well, that's why he punches him. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have that fight. And then, yeah. <laughs> Plus, he did get really embarrassed. And then Hawkeye was not helping in that scene. No. True. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'd also take out the very, very big like racism. Yeah, like the one character with that incredibly racist nickname. Um, We're gonna call him Doctor Oliver Jones. Yes. We will not use the one. Yeah. He was a neurosurgeon too. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was what was crazy about it. it. Was like, hey, you know that neurosurgeon? Yeah, we need to get him. Yeah. I did like the fact that they had him later, and mm-hmm. like he was... he's he's in surgery, and he's like, no, we need to finish this. Yeah. Yeah, because he was that one doing the surgery with Duke when he gets the yeah. message that he's sleeping. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah, see, I would take out the whole. I'd either take out the whole football game. Oh, I don't want that at all. Because I think that yeah. was just a weird. Like, I don't mind the the trip to Japan and stuff like that. Like, that would be that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, like that football game didn't make any sense. No, because yeah. it was just like, and now we're having football. And Yay. like the good thing about the trip to Japan too. Was like when the f- show, the movie first starts, they don't, Trapper doesn't give them a lot of information about who he is. No. Right? It's not until Hawkeye recognizes him because he can throw a football that he knows who he is. Right? It's like, oh, wait, I recognize you. Yeah. So, like, I, th- I would play into that more. I'd be like, okay, Trapper doesn't, you know, he doesn't talk about his personal life. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this senator's kid needs him, only him, to come and get him, right? Because he was his patient back home. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, shit. Right, you're an actual, you're like a, a big time doctor. He's a heart right? surgeon, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he had a spinoff too. I think. I think it was him who had the spinoff. I think it was Trapper. Yeah, it was like Doctor John M or something. Yeah, MD, whatever. It yeah. Lasted a season. No one cares if there's not a war going on. No. Yeah. So, I think I think it would be a cool. I would totally watch a revival series of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because again, it was it's one of the better sitcoms of all time and it had like the the finale had like one of the highest ratings ever for like the longest time yeah you know i was just looking up because like i didn't want to say goodbye no because i think they still used like mass units so i was wondering i was wondering like whether or not we would attempt to update this because it's a it's an acronym, right? Yeah. The U.S. Army de- deactivated the last mass unit on February 16, 2006. 
The successor to the Mobile Army Surgical Hospital is the Combat Support Hospital, so the CSH. Not as fun. No, because you can't go... <laughs> it's cash. Yeah. <laughs> or kosh. Head, take, quick, take him to the... Take him to the... Take him to the what? <laughs> Just take him to the hospital. Go. <laughs> oh, that's another great show. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, shall we get into this? Okay, I will say this. I did add somebody that you did not have. Oh, okay. Who did you add? I added the PA announcer. Okay. <laughs> Only because I wanted to put this guy in and I couldn't figure out where. So, I put John Mul- Mulaney. Oh, okay. In as a PA. I wanted Just to the put PA him, guy? I wanted to put him as radar originally but i was like he doesn't fit radar for me no no but then i was like you know what he would do a great job as just the pa announcer you never see him he just has the announcements going on those like weird announcements throughout the well my movie your show whatever Mm -hmm. but like i just wanted him somewhere so yeah sounds good that's what i did (laughs) because to be honest i always thought the announcer was like the director I thought so too, but I don't think it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't think it was either. I couldn't find it, but uh, yeah. All right. And again, like if we're going to, sorry, one more thing. Like for for Hojon, I would totally have him go off in like episode one or two and then come back near to the end and have them have to do surgery on him and Frank Burns not wanting to because he's the enemy, even though he's fighting on their side. But no, he's part of the country. He doesn't yeah. believe it, blah, blah, blah. I would, though I, I might be stealing that from the show. See, I, I could can't be. remember. I know he was time. in the show for a bit. No, but I can't remember if that story, like them working on a, I forgot what country this is in. Korea. Thank you. I, it's uh, a like, Korean having war. To, no, but like having to do surgery on one of the Koreans and yeah. one of them not wanting to because he might be the enemy. There was that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, what was I going to say? Yeah, I I'd build more of that story in there mm-hmm. as more of the central focus because there's the whole question where that other, the Korean doctor brings about and he's like, Hey, are you, he's from the base. And like, well, his heart rate's up. His blood pressure's up. Like, has he been doing drugs? Cause they drugged him. So he didn't go, wouldn't go in the army. Yeah. That's what they did. But, but they... see, I didn't really catch that at first. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, are, is that what they're doing? Or is he taking drugs? Like, no, I was like, you could have done this a couple different ways. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because like the whole, I think the whole point was Hawkeye gave him something so that he they wouldn't want to take him. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, yeah, you have then, that whole... then Hawkeye loses his bar bar his, his, his servant basically. <laughs> what? Yeah. That is that is true. Okay. So yes. Shall we? Let's do this. Okay. Should, yeah, we talked about Robert Robert, Robert Altman. Okay. And his son, Mike, who made more money than his dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's start with Henry Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, the commander-in-chief, the guy who enjoys fly fishing. Yeah. And cheating on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody was cheating on their spouses in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, originally played by Roger Bowen. Why don't you go first? All right. Um... Well, Henry Blake wasn't too... Well, I don't know. So I went with Rob Lowe. Okay. Kind of because Rob Lowe can do that. And <sighs> Parks and Rec? Yep. Parks and Rec. That's okay, thank thinking, you. Yeah. Um, I was about to say 30 Rock again. I'm like, no, that's not Rob Lowe. Um, yeah, Parks and Rec. Kind of because of that 
that character, right? Like almost oblivious to what's actually going on, but just focused on what he's doing. And I think Rob Lowe can do that really well. And he's very comedic and he's older enough, old enough that I guess you could consider him. What is he? A Lieutenant Colonel or what was he? What was his position? I think he was just Colonel. Was but, he a Colonel? Um, I'll look it up. Must have been. Yeah. Cause then there was the general. Yeah. 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 So probably a Colonel. Yeah, where is it? Where is it? Uh, Lieutenant Colonel. You're right. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Henry Lieutenant Blake. Colonel. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I was like just it was it was the obliviousness to what's going on, but then wanting to be like in charge, mm-hmm. but not really in charge. And I think Rob Lowe does really well. And he's very comedic. Yeah. He is. Who'd you have? Strangely enough. Um Well it it is. It it's strange that he is so good at being funny. Right? Is it though? I don't know. I think Do you remember it is. him from Wayne's World? He was pretty funny in that. But like I think I don't know, maybe it's because I picture Rob Lowe as this, I don't know why, but like this different type of actor, like kind of mm. like the heartthrob yeah. from like when my parents were young <laughs> type of actor. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean. Because when he was a kid, that's kind of, not a kid, yes. but like in his 20s, that's kind of what he was. And then for some reason, when he got older, he decided to start doing stuff that was funny. And like he excelled. Like mm-hmm. Shatner did the same thing, right? Yeah. So anyway. I picked Mark Evan Jackson. Um, you'll know him as um, you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Yes. He's Holt's husband, Kevin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is an outstandingly funny actor, not only on Brooklyn Nine Nine, but me and Danielle used to watch or listen to a podcast that he was involved with called The Thrilling Adventure Hour, um, where he played. It was a what bunch you... of like radio, old timey radio plays, mm-hmm. and he played a couple of characters. One of them was Sparks Nevada, that was just unbelievably hilarious. Yeah, and he's. Very, very talented. We got to meet him once. It was very Ooh. special for the two of us. I'm trying to remember because I know him from something else. Uh, he's done He's done a lot of like weird like side character work. But, yes. uh, oh, he's... he was in Kong Skull Island. He was in Jumanji. He was? He was the principal in the first oh. Jumanji. <laughs> not the very first. The yeah, rebooted. I knew the, the one. The one you like. Yes. Not the one, not the good one with Robin Williams. Whoa, I like the one with Robin Williams. <laughs> it's just, it did not age well. It ages better than this movie. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> Special effects did not age well. No. Apparently he was in Glow. I think he was, yeah. And he was also on Adventure Time. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. Very funny actor. Oh, yes. Speaking of funny actors person i picked for the next person um so this is dr oliver jones um played by fred williamson who i recognize from his imdb picture but i don't recognize the name i think he was an actual football player don't know oh my god what do you... i am not gonna name one of the movies that he is known for oh why not <laughs> <laughs> it's dust to dawn what's wrong with that uh, I actually, now that it see Dusted Dawn, I actually remember him in that movie. Uh, for those wondering at home, go, go, just look, go look him up go on, look on his page. We will yeah. not be speaking that yeah. title. Yeah. So, I don't know. He looked familiar. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, okay. So, for him, speaking of funny actors, mm-hmm. I picked Richard Ayoade. 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 Yeah. For my T-Crowd... Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
unbelievably funny. And again, since I'm having these people just to be doctors, I don't want this guy being an ex football mm-hmm. player. There's no no reason for that to happen. Um, and the fact I I can't, um, obviously want to keep him British because they pull him in because he's a neurosurgeon, mm-hmm. right? They could be like, we're getting him from the British troops down the road, like come work with us for a little bit or something like that. Have him in for an episode or two. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to being witty and funny, like that man has got that stuff locked down. He is so good at that. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Who did you have? Did you go more of the football player? Uh, not, well, not so much. I went with somebody that I think would play the neurosurgeon part of it. But I don't know. It just depends on how you want to use this character or bring them in. Right, because I I was thinking more of just being like we need a good neurosurgeon and Hawkeye being like this guy. Yeah, um, I went with Lakeith Stanfield. Okay, you might know him from no, Get Out. I know. Yeah, you know. great. Yeah, uh, he was Lieutenant Elliot in Knives Out. Yeah, he um, was it his movie or was it him who was nominated for an Oscar this year? Because I know Ooh. the Black uh, the um, Messiah movie he was in was nominated for an Oscar. I can't remember if he was though. Um, let's see what the was last his Messiah? movies. Oh. He was in Sorry to Bother You, Selma. What was the most recent movie he was uh, in? The most recent? Yeah. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's that was what I'm his. thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he was just amazing in that. Not that he wasn't like he's been amazing in everything I've seen him in. I cannot wait for Knives Out too. Yeah. But yeah, I think he's he's a great actor, and I don't I don't need him to be a football player. I no. don't need that. We already talked. I don't need that storyline. Maybe he's a great poker player. Yeah, put something else in there. And yeah, it's just they play poker with the general instead, and then get him drunk, take yeah. him for all his money. Yeah, I did like the fact that they took pictures of the of that one colonel or whatever it was Tokyo. who was giving him a hard time. <laughs> so again, yeah. You know, you can't have a comedy in the 70s and 80s without a crap ton of sexual assault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Next. Radar. One of our favorite characters. Played by... Gary Bergdorf. Bergoff. Bergoff. It's hard to say his last name. Um, Radar is such a weird little character. <laughs> and I mean that exactly the way it sounds. Because uh, he's 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 a diminutive small kind of man, um, but like he, it's just such a weird character. Like the fact that he like the whole point of him being called Radar is because he can anticipate what people want from him, mm-hmm. right? Like that's why he's always talking over the colonel and not like. But that's why he's talking before, before the, the colonel. colonel. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And they didn't show the one thing he always was known for in the show, which was hearing the helicopters before anybody else could. So like mm-hmm. he'd always run off and be like, "Okay, they're coming. Get get ready." Um, he was really good at that. So yeah, I really I really enjoy the way he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this." Like I'm gonna contact uh, the colonel and you do contact this the general and, and... <laughs> and guys. <laughs> yeah, I just like how he's always like walking off while the, the um, Henry Blake was still like talking. Yeah, because he like, knows exactly what he's gonna say. Yeah, like Radar was the Radar was the person who always ran that camp. Mm-hmm. You know. So, anyway, who do you have? I, so this was a, a tough one. So, I went with Freddie Highmore. Um, from Finding Neverland? Yes. Yeah. 
Um, also, the Good Doctor. Yes, I think because he has that kind of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, because he kind of has that little bit of a weird look to him, mm-hmm. and he can kind of play that little not little. Huh. Mm. He can kind of play that because he's actually out pretty there. tall. <laughs> yeah, he can kind of play that out there character. Well, he does in the Good Doctor, right? I think yeah. he's autistic in that show. I think so. Yeah. I can't quite remember, but he plays it really well. So I wanted somebody that was like a little bit unusual, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freddie Highmore. Nice. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Because that was a good movie. It was. <sighs> it was okay. It wasn't a bad movie. No, it wasn't It bad. had amazing music in it. It did. It wasn't... The music didn't touch Gene Wilder, <laughs> but they didn't get Johnny Depp to sing either, which was smart, right? Those yeah. Oompa Loompa songs are better than the original Oompa Loompa songs. Yes. They just did, don't have um, that introduction song. Um place of pure imagination which is phenomenal <laughs> which is gene wilder yeah so did you did gene wilder sing that yes yeah um we can stop talking about charlie and oh, chocolate factory freddie highmore <laughs> who'd you have who's your radar um i picked victoria peretti no pedretti i uh, you won't know her um she's been most recently in the haunting of hill house TV show on Netflix mm-hmm. and the Bly Manor show on Netflix as well. Um, she played the suicidal daughter in the first series and then the nanny in the second one. Very, very talented. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I went with someone who's kind of diminutive, like smaller in stature and stuff like that and can play that kind of like fly on the wall person because like mm-hmm. Raider was always there. Yeah. Right? He only spoke up when he was needed, right? So, yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to put that. And then, you know, put the glasses on her and, you know. <laughs> I just think, And the little toque. Yeah. And the thing is, too, like, this is a show made in the 70s. Or, you know, our movie made in the 70s and a show made in the 80s. Like, women and people of color would have way more representation than they did in this thing. <laughs> like, in the in the military, so... Yes, but a lot of the sexism and racism would not have would have been oh, there. Still, would still have been been there. I know, I know. I'm I'm changing that for the sake of the fact that this movie isn't about it. I I, I feel that when you when you have racism in movies, if it fits the movie, Ten Years a Slave, good example. Kind of need racism in that movie, <laughs> yes. right? But you don't in other period pieces. No, like if this the show is not about or the movie is not about that. Like, putting it in there is just because you want to be weird or something. I don't know. Mm. This is a comedy. Yeah. About a war. Like, who cares? So. Lots of people. But you know what <laughs> I mean. I know what you mean, yes. <laughs> okay. Frank Burns. Frank Burns. Played by Robert Duvall. This is mm-hmm. what, the third time we've done Robert Duvall? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember him popping up in um, <laughs> To Kill a Mockingbird. Like, Wait, is that Robert Duvall? There's like 10 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and introducing Robert Duvall. Wait, is this his first movie? <laughs> he doesn't even say anything. <laughs> Stands in the corner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he should be more in the show. I think, I think having him as more of the Frank Burns from the show, where he's less religious... He was still religious, but like mm-hmm. not a fanatic, because like this was crazy and weird, 
I bet it was there for on purpose. Mm-hmm. And um, a little more conniving, you know. So because like him and him and Margaret, so I'm gonna call her from now on. Um, you know, did get the work together to try and get mm-hmm. Henry and all them like reported and stuff like that, even in the show and on in movie yeah. and stuff. So yeah, except they're great at their jobs. Yeah. Who'd you have? Um, I had Gabriel Macht. Mocked. Mocked. Yeah. Did you ever see Suits? Nope. He's in Suits. Okay. <laughs> he plays the main character, well, one of the main characters, uh, Harvey. Harvey Dent? No. Oh. That'd be... A- what the hell is his last name? <laughs> I don't care. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, now I'm looking it up. Suits. I put in suits, and the first three things were Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> Shows what you're looking at. Yep. Harvey Specter. <laughs> Specter, thank you. Um, but yeah, he because he plays this high corporate lawyer in that show, like he can be sleazy and good at the same time. And really, you didn't want to talk about the fact he was the spirit in the spirit. He was. Yeah. Oh God, I'm changing it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I didn't know that was him. Yeah, apparently that's what he's known for. Okay. Anyway. That movie. That movie. But yeah, I um, I don't know. The show's kind of stupid, but he plays the part well. So. And, you know, got to branch out to different actors, right? Sure. What? Can't always use Jack Black, Chris. Damn it. I still haven't used Jack Black. I know, but you're now you're scared. You're the guy in the you're the guy in the video game who's like got like ninety nine health potions and you're like, I don't I can't use it. I might need it. It's, it's the boss level. There's yeah. nothing else after this. I still might need it. There might be a secondary boss. Yeah. I can't use the big ammo because I might need it later. You never know, okay? We got some good movies coming up. True. Jack Black will be in them. Okay. Um, I have chosen somebody that I've chosen before though for this because I kind of that's allowed yeah because yeah like you said I think Frank Burns needs to be in this a little longer to be the antagonist yeah but then I think he does need to kind of go I think it should build up like we said it should build up to the point where they need to operate on John Johan Hojan Hojan sorry and then that should be like his like craziness like no why are you doing this yeah he should do something that is warranted mm-hmm. for him to go be like no you're getting sent home now mm-hmm. right so anyways and i wanted somebody that could play that like neurotic craziness so i went with jim parsons okay although jim parsons is really old <laughs> yeah he's like people he's almost 50 isn't he yeah yeah so it's a little bit weird but he doesn't he, can, he does not look it. he does not look it Though if they tried, because like when he did the um, People versus O.J. Simpson show, yeah, he looked way older than he did in um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. So like if they want to, but he also uh, what was that? Not figure. What was the figures movie? What was the movie about the Hidden ladies? Figures. Pardon? Hidden, Hidden figures. figures. Yeah. Like he still was... haven't seen that movie. Oh, that was a great movie. Yeah. But he played in a, kind of a bit of a racist asshole. How many people in that movie were racist assholes? Hmm, a lot. Speaking of, that's a good example. You can't tell that story without putting rice into oh, it. Oh, no. Like. That's a great. You you should watch that one. That Kevin Costner's in that, right? Yes. But he's not 
a no, racist no, asshole. He he does that a lot. He's always like the one guy who's like, no, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. That's good. But yeah, Jim Parsons. I thought he was actually the very f- second person. Yeah. Hawkeye was the first person I, I cast, but he was like the only person I could think of for this role. Cool. Okay. Next on our list. Um, Margaret O'Houlihan. <laughs> Hot Lips. Hot Lips. Yeah, we won't talk about that. Do, do you want to talk about it? Because like I never thought of that. <laughs> let me okay. <laughs> let me let me look it up while we're talking because I'll need to find the actual thing. Okay. Um, apparently, it's not the lips that she's considering as hot lips. Not the ones on her face. Not the ones on her face. Yeah. Which Chris told me before we started this podcast that I'm like, I have lived <laughs> most of my life never thinking that. Um. It's going to take me some time, but... Don't uh, worry about it. Uh, but yeah, she was originally played by Sally Kellerman, because you have to give your person now, by the way. Yes, I know. Yeah. Well, are we... See, yeah, I'm going to take out a lot of the like, sexual nature with her and make her more of the... But again, keep some of it in. But again, I think I think there should be... Like, there can totally be a relationship between her and Frank, mm-hmm. but have it... But then it's like her and Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, anyways, while I'm, I'll look it up while you're talking as well. Um, oh, Houlihan. I went with Rachel McAdams. Okay. She's already played a nurse so far. Doctor Strange. She was a doctor. She was a doctor. Sorry. Come on. Medical professional. Sexist. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I apologize. Um, yeah, but... It was cool seeing her in that because, like, remember, like, back in the Wedding Crash, Wedding Crashers yeah. era, she was huge for a little bit. The Notebook, Wedding Crashers, she was huge. Red she, Eye, she's which done, was great, by the way. But she's done a bunch of comedies, and yeah. she's done a bunch of, and then she kind romantic. of like, disappeared for a little while, and she's kind of, and then she came back. And yeah. one of the reasons was kind of I was thinking of Doctor Strange because she plays almost that character. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Game Night's really funny. I never ended up seeing it. Oh, Her and Jason Bateman. Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah. She's uh, one of the reasons that I chose her is because she's A, very attractive. B, a great comedic actress. And C, she can do like that kind of straightforwardness mm-hmm. that you need in the beginning. And then I think I'd open it up to more of like joining them instead of being like the butt of everybody at the mm-hmm. end. But yeah. Well she kinda does. She just Yeah. She and becomes... she did, she does that in the show too. Like they get on her nerves, but like when push comes to shove, she goes to Hawkeye for stuff because mm-hmm. he can get stuff done, right? He has a distillery. Not just that, but like he is, you know, they all know that it, like him and Trapper or him and whoever, because when Trapper leaves, mm-hmm. whoever I can't remember who takes over, um, like they run the camp. Right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so. Are you still looking it up? I am. Oh, nope. Keep going. Okay. Um, I picked um, Melissa Fumero. Fumero. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, Amy Santiago. For the exact reason that she is Amy Santiago. Because she's a neurotic <laughs> mess of a person. What is she in that I just watched? I don't know. Crap. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up too. Stop looking stuff up. I know. You're on an audio podcast. I know. Keep keep going. We're <laughs> um, still, we're but still because, talking. But like, because uh, Margaret is supposed to be this crazy 
Yes. Right? She's supposed to be a very person. military. Yeah. I think I couldn't I couldn't not pick Amy because of the fact that she is just so much like that. Um, you know, wants to listen to her boss and everything like that. So I, like I actually like picked your, your I've, commission. My commission. I've actually picked three people from that show this week. Uh, yeah. Because again, I, mm. I want this to be a, a show. So I didn't mm-hmm. pick movie stars. I picked I picked TV movie people. stars. So. But... Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look it up another time. Yeah, that's I'm, quite all right. I'm running out of... We're done. Woo, we're done. Up. Well, we're moving on to the next person. Yes, so. who is Duke Forrest. Duke Forrest. Played by Tom Skerritt. Now, where have you seen Tom Skerritt before? I don't know. I've seen him in a lot of things. Oh, he was an alien. Was he? He was Dallas. He was their leader. Okay. Yeah, who was the one who, who got the the alien in him first. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, not the alien in him first. He That was um, Ian Holmes' character. Yeah. Um, no, he that was, wasn't Ian Holmes' character. That was... Um, oh, no, Ian Holmes was the... Ian Holmes played father. No, not father. He um, was the, the android. Bishop. The android. Not bishop. I'm just clicking on it. Oh my goodness. Why anyway, he was he was Dallas. Do you remember the scene in the air vent mm-hmm. where with the flamethrower and he turns around? That's Tom Skerritt. Okay. <laughs> um, John Hurt. John Hurt, yes. Because <laughs> he gets killed by everything. Yes. And then he reprised that in uh, Spaceballs. Yeah. Oh no, not again. <laughs> not again. <laughs> Um, but most people will know him as Viper from Top Gun. He was the one who trains, yeah. trains Tom. But yeah, always immortalizes Dallas for me because I absolutely love that movie. It's a good that's movie. A movie. That's the one movie I think we should do eventually. Alien. Alien. The problem is he keeps trying to make more in that goddamn franchise. So yeah, he. Please stop. Yeah. So, I picked a funny man. A funny man. Um, who I actually don't really see that often, but I find unbelievably hilarious whenever I do see him. I picked Justin Long. Because I wanted him to be a, a tiny bit older than the other people. Um, mm. I don't know why, but that's how I put it. Um, so, I picked, I picked him and I thought he could be... Because Duke was kind of like there and here and there. Like, he didn't really do a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? But... I think having Justin Long in there being what Justin Long does best. Um, yeah, so. I don't know. I just think he's funny. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen him in a lot of things recently, though. Neither like, have I. Can't... That doesn't mean anything. No. That is that is true. You're still oh, looking wait. that up, aren't you? I found it. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll, maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. Jesus, after all that. Well, do you want... It's a very long No, no, I don't one. want... Yeah. But Justin Long, yeah. Like, I can't think of what I've seen him in most recently. Yeah. He is a voice in the new Master of the Universe show. Yay. Roboto? Roboto? Domo Arigato? Hmm. But yeah. Last time I saw him was in Jane Silent Bob Reboot as lawyer. Well, they weren't allowed to say his name because his name wasn't known by Kevin Smith. So he's the same character in that movie as he was in Zack and Miriam make a porno. But they're not allowed to say that because Kevin Smith doesn't own Zack and Miriam make a porno. Somebody, uh, somebody else, Miramax or something yeah. does. So they weren't allowed to call him the same person. 
but he played the same character. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who do you have? Well, I went off of a page from your book. I went with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I brought in Andy Samberg. Nice. Yeah. Did you just do that? No. <laughs> it's just because I just said that. Um, no. I actually, you kept pulling all these Brooklyn Nine-Nine people out. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, no, I, because I figured he'd do, he'd be a very good comic relief, but like kind of that straight comedy. I agree. Yeah. He's great. He is great. He's Andy Samberg. Then the Lonely Island can do the soundtrack to it and come up with better lyrics. (laughs) Then Suicide is Painless. Yeah. And it brings so many changes. Oh. Such a weird, weird (laughs) lyric. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And again, I didn't even know there were words to that. <laughs> Most people don't. You just know it as do 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 do. Okay, that's all. Yeah, but yeah, for comedy, Andy Samberg is hilarious. Oh yeah. Okay. Next, we have Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Trapper John McIntyre. Elliot Gould is best known for MASH, the Oceans movies. I was going to say Oceans 11. <laughs> and something called The Long Good Die, but I don't know that movie. So we're just going to say Ross and Rachel's dad. Yeah, Not it's Ross be and like Rachel. Friends. Ross, Monica and Ross. Monica and Ross. <laughs> Ross and Rachel's dad. Let's just go with that. <laughs> that show got a lot weirder. We're way more Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, Elliot Gould's been acting for years. Yes. Um... And he's always done, like he's done some weird stuff. I'm trying to think of what, it's going to be take forever to scroll down to see his IMDb. I seem to remember him being in stuff that I watched as a kid. Um, and then seeing him again, as I said, as we mm. said, in Friends and then in the Oceans movies as well. So, but. Um, yeah, he pops up in things and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, it's Robert, or Robert. I was going to say Robert Duvall, but no. Not him too. Elliot <laughs> Gould. Yeah. Yeah. God, we're not even in the 80s. There we go. They're the 70s. <laughs> Um, so yeah. yeah who did you have for my trapper John McIntyre I'm going to sneeze so pardon me um, I want John Krasinski okay for a second I had a, I had a brain fart and I'm like who the hell is that John Krasinski yeah. <laughs> married to Emily Blunt <laughs> you've, you've casted him several times yeah. I cast them together as a yes. as a married couple yeah so, yes, but the seriousness that he can do mm-hmm. in like a lot of his more modern stuff, but then his comedic timing and yeah. that too. So combined, I wanted that and hopefully it would pair well with my Hawkeye. I, I watched um, the new Tom Clancy movie on Amazon the other day, the Without Remorse Yeah, with uh, Michael B. Jordan. And like the end comes around him. I'm like. A little spoilers to that show, that movie. It's a good movie, by the way. You should go watch it. But I'm like, is, is John Krasinski going to just walk up to him and be like, hey, I got a, I got something for you? Because it's the same universe. Mm-hmm. They're both Tom Clancy properties. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. just kind of want that. I want him just to show up and be like, hey, I got something. And you're like, hey. Because <laughs> I really want that Jack Ryan show to come back. Yeah. Like, it's, he did such a good job as Jack. Yeah, so. Well, yeah. And I think 
he's moved on to be more of a serious and yeah. more of an actiony type star. Well, I think everybody wants him as Reed Richards as well. Yeah. Like he would be the kind of the perfect choice for that character. Exactly. Because like imagine giving that that man some some silver around the ears. That'd be an attractive man. All the ladies swoon <laughs> and keep, most of the guys. Keep the five o'clock shadow that he normally has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Take out the whole wife beating storyline. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe take out the uh Though no, I don't car. I don't want Emily Blunt as Sue. I think that'd be too much. No. I yeah. don't think Emily Blunt would do a good Sue. She was be... supposed to be a black widow. Wait, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. She turned it down for something else. Gulliver's Travels. She didn't turn it down. She couldn't get out of Gulliver's Travels. Yes. Poor her. Poor her. Oh, well. Who'd you have? Um, I had Andy Samberg. <laughs> I got him first. I know. You know, but the, actually the reason so I picked him. So you're making Brooklyn Nine-Nine mash. The, the reason I picked him for this, actually, was because of the facial hair. Because he grows a really good beard. But Trapper had a mustache. I know. Not that a beard. <laughs> but you could grow... If you can grow a good beard, chances are you can grow a good mustache. Um, or you just grow both. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I like the parts in that show where he's more on the serious side. Hmm. And I think he... Like, I really want to... I haven't seen it yet. I really need to get to see it. That Palm Springs movie he was in recently that apparently is just unbelievably funny. I like his comedy where it's less... Like, as much as I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine... Absolutely mm-hmm. love that show. I think it's a masterful sitcom. Um, I like the f- when he's funny without being stupid. Because like the one thing I really like about his character is he is an amazing cop, right? And when he does something really, really well and it's funny, it's even funnier than it's when he does mm-hmm. something stupid, right? By the end of the night, I'm getting three oh dams. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Because, like, that's such a... And, and like, yeah, that's a good payoff, right? Because mm-hmm. he figures it out and he... And that, that whole acting scene yep. is really, really well done. So, it's a good episode. Oh, damn. <laughs> and that's three. <laughs> so. Okay. The main character. Mr. Hawkeye Pierce. Mr. Hawkeye Pierce. Played by Donald Sutherland. I like... Who, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was going to say, one of the things I like is, and I can't remember who's talking to who in the movie, but they're talking about Hawkeye and they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Why is he, he's not a military man, blah, blah. And somebody's like, yeah, he was drafted. Yeah. Right. Like he doesn't, like they almost push it as he doesn't want to be there. Because he doesn't. But he doesn't. <laughs> but he still does his job, yeah. right? Like Most of them the are drafted. Yeah. Like there's like the doctors. They're not yeah. soldiers. That's why Duke and them can go. Yeah. So... But yeah. yeah, I liked that kind of line of it. That's so, why he's... So what is Dunwell Sutherland known for, according to IMDb, Chris? <sighs> okay. Um, I'm guessing Buffy isn't one of them. No, but this movie is. MASH is one of them. MASH is one of them. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I can kind of see it. It's the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's two Hunger Games movies. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> he was President Snow. Yeah. And then Pride and Prejudice as Mr. Bennett from 2005. Buffy would have been better. <laughs> Buffy would have been better. Yeah. I always like seeing him pop up and stuff. Um, what? What? Apparently there was a backdraft 2 in 2019? Sure. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes, there was. We backed to the backdraft. With William Baldwin. Ooh. 
One of the Baldwins. Well, one of the Baldwins was in the original as well. Uh, not Alec. God, it might have been William. Hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, but like he always pops up in stuff. Like he does horror movies, he does kids movies, he does so many different things. Like Donald Sutherland's in so many different things. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I've always enjoyed seeing Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. And he also had a good son who's also a good actor. Kiefer. Yeah. He kind of looked like Kiefer in this. In this, like, because I, I always it? forget that he's blonde. Kiefer Sutherland? No, that Donald Sutherland is blonde. Because oh, he's, he's been he's, old for my been... entire life. Well, he's always had, like, the beard, too. Like, you never see yeah. him really, like, clean-shaven. Yeah. And this, you do. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Was, he's one of those mm-hmm. actors who's always been old. Yeah. Because he's been old my entire life. Because he's an old man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um... Yeah, that's about it. That's all I have to say about Donald Sutherland. Okay. Okay. So, I picked David Diggs. You probably don't know who he is. Um, The only thing I've ever seen him in, and he is absolutely hilarious and funny and a great actor in it, is he's in Hamilton. He plays Lafayette in the beginning part and Jefferson in the second part. Um, he is on some TV show. I can't remember. I'll look him up in a second while you're, while you talk about mm-hmm. your guy. Um, but he is also in a, he made a movie called blind spotting, which is very critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. So he's a very good actor and he is just funny as hell in that, in that musical. So have you seen it yet? I haven't watched yeah. it yet. No. I know it's like three hours long, so it's a hard watch, but it is incredibly entertaining mm-hmm. and both Lafayette and Jefferson are some of the best characters in that show, in that whole performance. So, yeah. And I think the, for me, it's the mixture of sarcastic comments and seriousness that you get from that. I wanted my Hawkeye. That's mm-hmm. why I picked him. So, yeah. And he's an attractive man. So he's got to be, you know, good with the ladies, which Hawkeye was. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. You went totally different. No. <laughs> Who do you have? So watching this movie, like literally this was the first person I didn't even bother. I went with Chris Hemsworth. Okay. The only thing that really held me back a little bit is I don't know how great his American accent is. Yeah. That's the only thing that I really struggled a little bit there with. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I think Extraction is probably the best example of that that you'd mm. get. Um, but, yeah. And that's like the uh, Men in Black International. Like, he plays comedy really well, but I think he can do. I think if he really puts it into like the seriousness as well, like he can balance this really, this character in a way where that is like the aloof person that then wants to be what? No, I'll go to after you're done yours. I don't want to. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, he can go from the Hawkeye of, you know, drinking martinis in his tent and not really caring or listening to like the military to being super serious about doing his job. Mm-hmm. And that's where, yeah, I kind of, I, I just, I can picture Chris Hemsworth. The problem is I can't picture him with an American accent doing it well. Well, you could watch Extraction. Extraction is actually a really well done action film, but it is that. 
it's an action film. Mm-hmm. It's made by an action, like a stunt coordinator who's just a director. Like, it's like the John Wick movies. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not in it for the story. You're in it for the action. Yeah. And it's really good action. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, what were you... Uh, he was on the show Blackish. Yeah. But he's also going to be Sebastian. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's kind of awesome. do 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 Ah, Sebastian. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's Mash. That's Mash. I don't think they'll ever remake a movie. No. I think they would do an. I, I'm probably with you. I think I, they'd do a show. Yeah. But they would do. I don't know, or a special like they did with uh, Friends, where it's like, okay, we're gonna now have all these actors, all these 80 year old actors. No, back. no, but we're gonna have like. <laughs> Now and day actors recreate their favorite scenes mm. or their favorite episodes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. They should do that. They should do that. Just have like, hey, who loves MASH? Hey, you want to be in this scene? And yeah. then just... Kind of like the weird fi- weird thing that they did for um, Princess Bride. Oh, where everyone filmed scenes. Yeah, and then in their own in their like backyards and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but a little more, you know... Professional. Actual, professionally done. <laughs> okay. Where can they find us? You guys can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, Recasted Pod, Recasted Podcast. Um, Danielle, you can find her on Instagram at Fiona Veer. Um, we're on almost everything. Hopefully we're on everything. Please let us know if we're not. Also, let us talk to us. I'd, I'd welcome some feedback. Positive or negative. Yeah. Feedback. Let us know. Criticisms, criticism. Well, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store, as well as on Instagram. Same one, Canuck Comic Guy store. Sounds good. Come check it out. Okay. All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch The Great Escape.